You'll be shocked to learn that Austin is six foot four. I was just as disgusted as you. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't agree to that before I joined this. I I don't like it. I think that that should have been disclosed to me way before now. I should not just be learning about that. I personally am very excited to learn that Austin could pick up Sam like a tiny little baby. I don't like that. I'm sorry. <laughs> if this is your first season of Dice Funk, you need to know up front. I feel it's important to, to let you know this is a D&D podcast hosted by a jock. <laughs> oh, I'm so mad. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I'll have you know, I played boys varsity baseball in high school. So Ooh. I think that makes me the toughest and strongest. So I mean, listen, if you want to test this theory, well, let's we'll square up. I'll whip this shit out of you. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> equal, equal opportunity. What's happening right now? No. <laughs> Season nine can't stop with you threatening Mari to physical violence. Yeah, I only threaten you all the time, but if you threaten me, God, what the fuck, man? That's messed up. <laughs> I saw a spark against the dark and we erupt, but it's a slow burn. We take our chance and start to dance. Can see enough to know to turn around. The sounds of a bonfire carries So Dungeons and Dragons, it's a game where we pretend to be other people and we have fun adventures. I'm Austin Yorsky, the Dungeon Master, which means I am the narrator and I play all the NPCs, the non-player characters. The other voices you've heard threatening me, making fun of me, hurting my feelings. Those are the player characters, the the, the protagonists of our story. We're going to go around, we're going to introduce everyone for new listeners. But uh, if you're not familiar with, familiar with D&D, it's mostly going to be self-explanatory. The only thing we need to establish up top is we're going to be rolling some dice uh, and usually saying a number on a scale of 1 to 20. Uh, 20 or crit is about as good as you can do. That's very exciting. A one is a botch or a critical failure. That's very bad. Usually something explodes or someone dies. Um, and then all the numbers in between, you know, you can figure out from context clues. They get better or worse. You can maybe go a little above 20. Sometimes numbers will have other things added to them based on what that character's good at. So if that character's good at being sneaky... They could get like a like a nineteen, which would be very good, but then might add like a three to it and go over twenty because they 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 had some points in sneaking that they're just good at that. That's the basics. We're playing fifth edition, which is a game for babies and infants, so I'm sure you'll pick it up. But we do have a wide yeah. swath of experience here. Some people haven't played much, and some people have played a lot. So that'll also mirror, hopefully, you as the audience being like, this person has my, my amount of experience, so I'm going to try to identify with them um i'll just start because i'm already talking austin yorsky uh you may know me from video game stuff i used to do channel awesome video game reviews and then i went to law school and then this show took off so i'm doing this now um austin yorsky on twitter patreon all the links are in the description of this episode you should always just check the description it's usually funny there's links to our social media uh, all that kind of stuff um but yeah i'm gonna be the antagonists the friends the trolls, everyone, the, all the fun little characters who get in the way of our heroes who you're going to hear from next. Uh, that's me, Austin Yorsky. What about the rest of you? I'm going to jump in because why not? I'm Laura. Um, I go by Laura K. Buzz on the internet. Uh, 
I do video game coverage and write books and do all sorts of things. Um, if you like the idea of a book about video game character butts, I did a whole book about that. You can go find that one. It's called Things I Learned from Mario's Butt. Or I did one that was about positive stories from trans and non-binary people called Gender Euphoria. Um, I basically just video games and and talking about social issues. That's that's me on the internet. Go find me at Laura K Buzz. Um, I have been on Dice Funk for multiple seasons in a row. Hello, I'm here. Someone else now. I'm Sophie. Uh, it's uh, hello, audience. I'm Sophie, and I'm a UK a trans woman uh, who also talks about social issues and video games. But to differentiate myself out from Laura, let me say, Austin, I took a sip of water while you were speaking, and I think I did a really loud swallow. And I'm sorry that you'll have to hear that on the editing. That's like I'll bo- I'll bass boost it. I'll do a nightcore remix in the edit. So I'm <laughs> so, so I'm uh, on. On all the platforms as Sophie from Mars, um, on YouTube where I do uh, video essays about media and about politics, and I also have a new series coming out called Organizing Interviews where I talk to organizers and activists around the world about what they do and how you can do it as well. It's very hopium-pilled and and inspire champ and um <laughs> i also have another podcast you might want to listen to i'm gonna get this plug in right in episode one uh it's called rolling with rainbows and if you're sick of all these goddamn D comedy podcasts like this garbage you're listening to right now check it out uh rolling with rainbows isn't isn't D. it's all the other ttrpgs you could want to listen to we, we did a uh, call of cthulhu season we're doing star wars season we do one shots so we play other stuff there's even a one shot with laura and austin in it yeah mm-hmm. did a little little christmas one shot that was about about doing some brain hacking for a uh... <laughs> yeah cyberpunks hack into elon musk's brain to do a christmas carol to him uh but that's not important right now what's important right now is is mari and where i can find her online Oh, uh, you can find me streaming on Geek Remix Twitch, and I guess I have a Patreon. I've kind of mostly become stupid on purpose, and I love it. (laughs) And I've never been more relaxed than when I was like, you know what? I'm just going to, whatever people say I should do, I'm just going to do it. Hell yeah. And I'm just going to not have any opinions of my own, and just be obsessed with myself and be pretty. Your power level, I cannot imagine it. I know. Halfway through Dice Funk, everyone's like, did you see the drama? And I was like, I didn't. I didn't see anything about what anyone said. <laughs> I can't read it. <laughs> I don't know. I've never, I've, you know that like one bimbofication uh-huh. image? That's me. If I could make it so I can't read, I wouldn't be able to go on Twitter and then I would be living the blessed life. Yeah. Yeah. When I go on Twitter, I don't read anyone else's feed. And then everyone's like, Mari, I like had this news. And I was like, I didn't know. I said it on Twitter. I only go on Twitter to say something funny and then for everyone to tell me how funny I am. (laughs) And then I log off. That's my Twitter experience. if there's one thing that religion got right, it is that knowledge is a corrupting influence that was a mistake. We should never, we should never have consumed the knowledge. Mm-hmm. I just post a selfie, and then everyone goes, "You're so pretty." I'm like, mm. and then I don't, I don't look at anything else. <laughs> the dolphins go brr. Yeah, it feels good. Yeah. Hey, there's one other person on this show. Um, yeah, yeah. Who are you? <laughs> hey, um, sorry. Um, uh, my name's uh, Sam. Um, 
I, uh, I'm a, a YouTuber from uh, Canada. Um, I, uh, my, my videos are basically like um, social experiment stuff. Like picture this, like you walk into an elevator. I'm standing there wearing a tuxedo and a horse mask. My friend Faisal's there holding a camera, being really aggressive, really getting into your personal space. WTF, what is society? What's going on? You know what I mean? Like really like <laughs> makes you think about that kind of stuff. Um, is that your channel? I, uh, <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my uh, that's my channel. Of We're in hell. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I yeah, it's kind of hot. One day I'll hopefully get to that point. Um, I I just do uh, lowly like video essays uh, where I like talk about um, I don't know bad reality shows or like um, uh, like scammers and stuff. I guess I don't know. <laughs> It's the return of the Canadian content creator. Last time we had a Canadian on the show, I believe he ended up in the hospital with a rare blood disease. So RIP <laughs> to Johnny. Uh, oh. I'm looking at your channel now. It's too hot to handle and surveillance capitalism. So this seems like a lot of words everyone who listens to this podcast likes. Yeah, I, I I desperately wish I didn't know how to read anymore. But yeah, I do, it's well known. I do like the word capitalism. Yeah, it's my, one of my favorites. Well, you like getting mad I, at it. I forgot. Right I, for, I, right I forgot to plug a thing there. because I've got a I got a thing to plug at the moment. I've got a book. It's crowdfunding at the moment. It's called Who Hunts the Whale. It's a novel. I wrote it with my wife. It's about the video game industry and how maybe maybe capitalism and CEO class kind of fucking bad, but also humorous lol video games etc and it's totally fiction right definitely fiction very fiction legally very fiction you're talking like doge right now very fiction (laughs) wow i honestly that is the approach i have had to come to with this fucking book um (laughs) it's called who hunts the whale google it it's on unbound go 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 get a copy so that i can put put this book out in the world i'm very happy with it i finished writing the draft it's very good go look it up do it a couple of things. One, I don't think Sam, you said the name of your YouTube oh, channel. That I, might help. I think I did. Uh, but, uh, sorry, it's uh, it's it's called We're in Hell. Is the uh, uh, name okay. you can go check me out, check it out on YouTube. We're in Hell. Um, I'm on uh, like uh, Twitter. Uh, We're in Hell YT. All one word, no apostrophe. Um, and yeah, it's uh, uh, uh yeah. If you, if you want to have your goddamn mind blown, um, about um the worst reality shows on Netflix and why they relate to neoliberalism. Check it out. I mean, you, look, you you could do that or you could go find me and Mari talking about porn on the internet and having no no big thoughts, just just porn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I gotta upload that tonight. I yeah. love this so much. When you, we added you to the Discord chat, your name popped up and it says your name on Discord is We're in Hell and Mari said, ooh, is that a goth? <laughs> uh, which is very exciting. <laughs> Um, I also just like the idea that she thinks of like, oh, it's one of those Sophie words, you know, capitalism, neoliberal. Like sometimes Sophie just says these words and I recognize them. I mean, that's how like 90% of my viewers feel. That's why I'm taking to just like telling them that there's activism that they can go do. Because like at this point, trying to get people to engage with what the hyper real is and how Orientalism works is just tiring. And I'm just like, you know what, guys, join a fucking union. I mean, I thought that what you were going to say is, like, that's why you're now, like, dressing up as Lady Demetress in your videos. (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, that's part of it. <laughs> Side note, I found a video that I never did anything with that I recorded at like 2am at a Halloween party where I was just drunk, dressed as Lady Demetresque, lounged across the sofa. It's a good video. I need to work out something to do with it. You're so luxurious, <laughs> the both of you. It's good energy. I, 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 I was having a very good night. Trans women do be dressing as Lady Demetresque. <laughs> yeah. Oh, a, a six foot tall female video game character. Don't mind uh, if I do. <laughs> I'll just be real, cis women can't really pull off Lady Dimitrescu. They don't have the shoulders for it. I'll just say it. I'm just popping off right now. They don't they no, don't, you, they don't you have are the saying, shoulders for it. You are saying they don't the have right the big thing. hands. I accept it. I accept it. <laughs> the hidden truths they don't want you to know. <laughs> the BBC is trying to hide this from you. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Do you all want to play Dungeons and or Dragons? Uh, yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, I'm, I might as well now I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> so if you clicked on this show, you probably know every season is self-contained, so you don't need to have a bunch of pre-existing facts in your brain to enjoy our jokes and japes. But to set the scene, uh, this is season nine. Uh, a lot of stuff has happened in the universe, but these are going to be all like new characters. Uh, so... Once upon a time, there was the world of Dungeons and Dragons, also known as the Forgotten Realms. It was all these beautiful plains in this enormous world tree called the Yggdrasil, which I'm probably mispronouncing with my... Yggdrasil, I I think. Um, And then the apocalypse happened. The tree got sick. All the plains collapsed. uh, The world was completely ruined. But with their final breaths, the last generation of gods gave up all their powers, and created a new world for the survivors. Uh, This is the world that we call Arabella, which means an answered prayer. This new world was placed on top of the ruins of the old world, and it is now a completely untouched-by-people environment to explore and to find not only new, exciting plants and animals and environmental vistas, but also to find yourself. And that's what we're going to be doing this season. Wow. Oh. And at some point, someone's going to die horribly, and the audience is going to be very upset. I'm sorry. It just always happens. (laughs) I'm ready. I'm ready for my character to find themselves and to realize that much like uh, Mari's lesson has been taught here, my character is just going to become a bimbo, and they're going to discover that through, you know, (laughs) journeys to a new world. Laura and Mari are going through that meme where you you get bimbified and put down the book. I'm coming in the other direction, putting on the hoodie, picking up your book. Yeah, I've been I've been called back. You know, I'm sitting there with like looking legally blind, and I hear the call like someone's being weird about bigotry, and I'm like shit. And I go to my closet. There's a hoodie. Put it on over my big boobs. <laughs> I would like to draw uh, attention to a, a map that I found on Wikipedia, which labels uh, an area just underneath the fins with a very interesting name. Um, I hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Shuds. <laughs> this is where YouTube commenters are from. But um. All internet trolls <laughs> originate from uh, the Chuds from, region. Where is that? Like modern di- modern day Latvia, I think. <laughs> they're, they're not a Chud if they don't come from the Chud region. Otherwise, they're oh. just like a sparkling <laughs> asshole, a sparkling dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> so the gods created this new world for all of the people to enjoy, and they placed it on the ruins of the old dead world. 
uh, and that the, the highest point of the old world is a mountain called Mount Grendel, which pokes up through the old world, literally up through the sky. Um, and you have to climb this mountain to get there. Um, and so I, we start our adventure with this group of uh, our player characters, our Dungeons & Dragons party, uh, trudging up a mountain. Uh, it's the, it, it has been compared to Mount Everest in previous seasons. It's just wicked cold. You have to hire you know, a team of guides, and you have to trade all your worldly possessions for the equipment to make the journey. It's the hardest thing any of you have ever had to do. But at the summit, there is a portal to a whole new world of possibilities and potential. So uh, tell me about your characters. Uh, this, you know, the opening scene is just the wind is just ripping across this mountain. The snow is so thick you can barely see these uh, shadowy figures and completely hidden in their giant coats. And uh, it's like you know the character your character creation screen pops up, and then <laughs> once you fit once you finish creating, they can lower the hood to see the face you made. That's how they do it. Uh, I have I have one quick question as a keen listener of all the seasons of Dice Funk, uh, just for the sake of those who have heard previous seasons, Grendel did feature last season, and what is the time gap be- between then and now? Oh, my most hated question. <laughs> <laughs> I have nightmares about people asking me these things. Um, no, be- because I want every season to be accessible to new listeners, I deliberately don't... Uh, c- keep track of that kind of information it is every season takes place after the last but there's not a specific amount because if someone tries to chart it i will uh have an aneurysm and die (laughs) just a significant amount of time forward i get you i'll address it this way because people who listened to last season got a very quick glimpse at the end of last season of my character being teased which means that my character who i'm about to introduce was at least around when some familiar characters were in last season, so not that far apart. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to check, double check some dates. Because people were asking, is this going to be cowboy season? And I was like, well, no, you know, the golden age of the cowboy is like Civil War-ish. You know, Good and the Bad and the Ugly takes place. About ten years after, yeah. Takes place during the Civil War. Red Dead takes place during like 1905 or something. Uh, I just double checked. The Lewis and Clark expedition is 1803. So that's, you know, nearly a hundred years before. And then, you know, it takes, you know, a while to get to that point. So this is still a very, this is still really early in the exploration of Arabella, but there are people up there. They're the first people who like, you know, ran to the front <laughs> to check it out. And you're, you're going to find out, you know, what's going on with them. So you aren't the first wave of explorers. I want to yeah. put that out there. So I'm, I'm going to just jump in and start talking about my character. Um... As part of this party of people climbing up this uh, mountain, uh, you're gonna have a you know gonna have a couple of silhouettes walking up the mountain. But there's also just occasionally out of the snow a little sort of gentle hop out the snow and then back into the snow, like let less a a stable silhouette moving along and more just oh I guess I guess there's one other traveler here. Um, there is a herringon, uh, which is. A basically a, a humanoid rabbit person, um, hopping along with the group, barely sort of barely making it above the deep snow with each, uh, which it with each leap. Um, this is Juni or Juniper, who is a druid. Um, so for anyone who doesn't know D and D, a druid is basically the 
plants and animals generally related magic-y species, and being a bit of a stereotype, my tiny little hoppin' rabbit person is dressed about as hippie-ish as you could dress while still being dressed for climbing Everest. Um, there is a, a little bit of thought to practicality, but there is also a lot of bright colours and tie-dye going on here, and a lot of this is not for being unnoticed, about as much as you could clash in the snow. Um, should I go any further with introduction here, or should I move on to other people, I guess? Yeah, let me know about your character sheet. All, all these, I'm going to upload these all on patreon.com slash but everyone else can, you know, upload them wherever you want. Uh, so, and there's going to be links in the descriptions, but I need to know your class, your alignment. Yeah. What, what's that well, look let's, like? Let's talk about some of those. So I am a level one druid. We're all starting at level one this season. Um, leveling up will be done basically at the end of little narrative arcs. We'll get new abilities and new things will happen. Uh, as I said, I'm a Herringon. Um... I am neutral good alignment, uh, which... Uh, Austin, do you want to talk about how we sort of look at alignment on this show? Sure, yeah. In traditional Dungeons & Dragons, alignment was a fact of the universe. It is literally part of someone the same way that, like, you know, up, like gravity or, you know, positive and negatively charged subatomic particles. Uh, when the Yggdrasil collapsed for us, it took alignment with us, with it. Um, so you can be neutral good in a general moral sense, the way I would say, like, uh, you know, Mari is chaotic evil IRL, for <laughs> example. But it, it that's is that's not true. I'm very sweet and small. <laughs> okay, but it's not it's not a physical fact of the universe. Like in some editions, it literally gave you a language. You could speak lawful good, which is nonsense, yeah. wow. and it's yeah. approaching on like eugenics. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, the the way we look at it here is basically like. It might change if your character has done something that suggests, hey, that doesn't seem like it fits, and it's a room for discussion about your character more than it is prescribing, necessarily. But I will say, for my character, they are neutral good, because they're the kind of hippie that really hasn't actually in any way, shape, or form actually thought about having opinions. <laughs> Just sort of real, real blank slate that wants to think they have thoughts. Um... Um, so yeah, I, I won't go into depth, you know, up front about, about too much character sheet stuff, but my rabbit character, Junie, very good at hopping, can do, can do big jumps, can, can go very fast. Um, they are, their background is the, is far traveler. They, they have, they have been quite some way to, to, to get on this journey and they have a bunch of stats that we will talk about as and when they come up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Juniper, the level one druid, neutral good, uh, far traveler, Herringon, and that is the rabbit folk. So you're essentially uh, Judy Hops, except uh, a hippie. Uh, I, I guess swap out the cop for hippie, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Uh-huh. Within all of us, there is a hippie and a cop. Choose wisely. Judy Hops is kind of hot. Look, if you take that if you take that rabbit and instead replace them with like just finished their gap year hippie, <laughs> that's roughly that's roughly where we're starting with mine. <laughs> with traditional alignment out of the window, I just need to know is your character based, chill, or cringe? <laughs> um 
I mean, they're definitely on the more cringe end of that spectrum right now. Fantastic. They they would tell you very much, um, oh, 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 you know, I had I had a wonderful time. I I uh, on my on my my year traveling. I really, I really, I really think I found enlightenment. Like that's that's the energy we're starting this season with. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Who else has a character they'd like to tell us about? Um, I can, I can, I can go, uh, uh, I, 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 yeah. So, um, so, at, like, out of the, uh, out of the shadows, you see uh, a figure that, like, emerges and reveals itself, partly because he was hidden in the shadows, and also partly because he's three foot three, uh, tall. Um, a, a, a gnome in a, uh, uh, in a, black mask and a black cloak comes out of the shadows uh and like uh uh jumps out and like poses dramatically uh this is vimble berry cheek calthinian the fourth you can call him dark justice i i I have to tell the listeners that the uh the roll 20 icon we have um is batman the garden gnome that is exactly what this character is. <laughs> I'm so ready for Batman the Garden Gnome. <laughs> also, hooray, Shorty Squad! I'm glad that we. I'm glad we're having having some nice short character representation going. Yeah. Uh. So yeah. So Vimble uh, or Dark Justice, as he prefers to almost always be known. Um. You is, can't uh... prevent me calling them Dark Justice. <laughs> oh no. Well, I mean, it'll be pretty clear when he's Dark Justice. You know. Nah. Uh, I'm, I'm ready to wreck my voice for this. <laughs> but um. Yeah. Uh. So uh. Uh. Vimble or Dark Justice is a um is a gnome. Uh. His um background is inheritor. Um, he, uh, is here as a cartography student from, uh, Calthinian University, which is owned by his parents. Um, I think, I feel like cartographer, uh, like exploring a new world is like peak, uh, rich fail son, uh, uh, thing to do. Yep. And, uh, so, yep. so yeah. About 90% uh, of colonialism was fail sons. It's actually a historical <laughs> fact. Oh, I mean, I'm yeah. entirely exactly, serious. That's least. true, yeah. Oh, I, th- I think that that estimate's a bit low. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so he is a, uh, he's a rogue, um, and he is lawful good. Um, I, 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 I like thinking of him as essentially as good of a, as good and heroic of a person as you can possibly be, while also firmly believing that cops and billionaires are not only acceptable, but, like, morally good and we should do everything we can to make more of them that is a very richly defined uh, opening statement there huh uh, I do not know yes. where to place them on based chill and cringe that based on that that is actually oh, really he is hard firmly cringe he is firmly cringe <laughs> thank you for clearing that up I is this an entire party like, of cringe like he is going to like if there's like anyone who he feels he can help he is going to do everything he can to help them but also he's here because he wants to you know um, establish a like um, laissez-faire capitalist uh, system where a billionaire class can emerge to fight crime. 
He he will save a person who's falling <laughs> off a building, but he won't fix the st- systemic exactly. issues that yeah, cause yeah. them to fall off. Exactly, yeah. Um, and so yeah, like th- this all comes from like his childhood. As like um, uh, as a young boy, uh, he was out one night with his parents, and his parents were mugged. <gasps> oh no! Oh my, oh my god. god! Like they weren't hurt. Like the the act- actually the robber like actually made sure to give them back a couple gold pieces to make sure that they'd all be able to get home safe. But ever since that day, he swore that he would do everything in his power to um, uh, right wrongs and um, uh, be a beacon of uh justice. I can see that you wanted to play Batman, and somewhere in the character creation process, Sam clearly went, I don't want to play a fascist. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you can be Lego Batman. Yeah. So, I have realized, I should probably mention, Juniper, also a university uh, university student going, going on this trip to d- do some do some learning. Um, yeah, you're all level one because you're you're not badass adventurers. You're going to learn about the new world because you're all, as we've established, uh, fail people, fail daughters, fail sons. Austin, what university is Juniper from? We've just established that Vimble Berichik is from Calthinian University. That's your family's name. They own the university. And this is, once again, the post-apocalypse. So what what a university is in this kind of feudal D&D world is perhaps a little different than it is right now in 2022 as we're recording this. Probably cheaper. Probably a bit cheaper. <laughs> like University Wars? Yeah. <laughs> But um, yeah, so we have a number of established universities in the history of this show. There's Shard Point, uh, there is Goodfellas University, and now there is Calthinian. Uh, now, this can be an entire group sent by Calthinian, Calthinian, by Sam's character's parents, or this could be a joint effort by like all the major, it could be like, you know, what if Yale, Harvard, and uh, whatever good British university is, Oxford? <laughs> you have a few schools over there, right? What is it? <laughs> e- Eaton? Uh, What's it? We what? actually don't have universities. We get our degrees from uh, Blue Peter. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I know it's a joke for the yeah, English listeners. I'm going to explain that to you. Uh, no, nope, I... not. We're not explaining it. Nope. Yeah, nine thousand pound tuition. You walk away with your Blue Peter badge. It's wonderful. This is um, what Brexit was all about: not having to explain British cultural references to anyone. <laughs> yeah, you get twenty-seven thousand pounds in debt, and Matt Baker gives you the thumbs up. Um, so I like the thought of them being from the various different universities, so I'm gonna suggest that Juniper is from, uh, Goodfellas University. Um, and for a little bit, a little bit of background, the reason Juniper's, uh, being, being sent up on this, uh, research journey up to the new world is because Juniper's a little bit ahead of, uh, where she should be on, on doing magic. She's very good at magic. She can, she can do, speak with plants already, which at level one she should not be able to do, and that, that's gotta be helpful up there, right? So you are a gifted magician, but you're also, is it, is it like, do you not fit with the culture there? Or is there some kind of situation? Because if uh, Vimble's getting a sent away because basically his parents are like, you're an unserious wiener. Oh, yeah, I'm 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 175, and they're saying that. But if I'm like still doing this by the time I'm 200, they're um they're not going to be into that. They won't cut me off. There's not going to be any serious consequences, but they aren't going to be happy about it. Well, so uh, I'm trying to make something of myself. J- Juniper begged to go on this uh, this expedition because plants are better conversation than people, and there's got to be a whole bunch of new plants up there. Um, one hundred percent just wants to go find out what all the all the cool chill new plants up there are on about. Cause plants, plants just make for the best conversation. She begged. She begged the Dean Martin. 
So question, are you going to go by like poison ivy rules where you only eat the products of plants? Uh, I think that the way Juniper goes about this is, look, cycle of nature exists and, and has to be the way it is. There is no getting around it, but Juniper will at the very least try and be, you know, respectful. Not just going to go like, ah, plant in its prime, ready to, you know, like sprout a bunch of flowers. Nope. Om, nom, ate that, you know. Try and respect where plants are in the cycle of, of their journeys, etc. Okay, so you're the earnest one. You really went on this journey to learn and to progress the knowledge of people. So that's, we need someone on the team <laughs> like that. I mean, I mean, uh, li- look, li- little bit that, little bit people suck and there's cool plants and fewer people up there. No one's going to bother me while I find out what new plants could also help me learn enlightenment. <laughs> um, but was there anything else about uh, your character, Sam? Vimble, Berry, Cheek, Calthinian in the fourth is what I have written here. I'm, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, aka ju- Dark Justice. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, that, that, that's basically it. I, I, I do think it's just, I, I, I just love the image of, um, you know, you're like a grad student or, or so, like, essentially, like, going on this, like, sort of expedition, and one of the people you show up, who shows up with you is this rich kid who is fully dressed as Batman. <laughs> yeah. I'm imagining a young Elon Musk dressed in, in body armor, furry body armor. <laughs> it's very terrible. I said when I was talking to Sam about this, I said that your character is a chuni. If you're familiar with the, that Japanese concept, <laughs> yes, <laughs> you're over a hundred in uh, gnome years, which is like what forty in human gnomes live to like five hundred. So yeah. you're like um, you're an adult man, and you're still behaving <laughs> like this. Yeah, it's yeah. not great. You're from the cringe region of Chud. Yeah, like, yeah, like mid thirties. Who's like, yeah. Look, we've we've got bat, we've got Batman the gnome and hippie that wants somewhere better to be able to say I went and learnt enlightenment in place you've not been. Everyone's been to, you know, all of the cut. Everywhere you'd go on on this this planet for enlightenment, oh, everyone's been there already. I've got to go somewhere new to gloat about. <laughs> It doesn't matter how we got here. All that matters is that we fight for justice. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's another one of these seasons. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I literally just told Sam, I was like, I've just heard the word justice every day for nine and a oh, half yeah, months. <laughs> I can't anymore. But usually more high-pitched, so, you know, that's that. Um, but yes, so Vimble, the lawful good rogue and you're an inheritor as your background which means that you you do have a rich family and you could possibly leverage that in some way uh so that's something to have in your back pocket mari what's your character like wait has sophie done hers i'm actually going to just be commentating this season i will (laughs) austin does the npcs i'm going to be doing all the natural effects here's my wind Ooh. It's funny because I insist on getting character sheets done like three months before the next season starts, and I put them in the group chat for everybody. And yet, episode one, there's always this wave of like, <laughs> "Oh, I didn't know you were doing that." Uh, just <laughs> <laughs> hilarious to me. You'll find out in a minute, Mari. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm Zana. I'm really hot, and I'm wearing one of those like um, form-fitting yet. Like fluffy on my head part, sexy jackets from like a James Bond movie, <laughs> and I'm like doing my cardio. I'm thinking my ass and thighs are gonna be so juicy after this. Just keep going. Like <laughs> no BBL is needed here. I I can do this. 
Um, Are you doing that baby voice to nobody in particular, or as a response to Vimble saying, I'm Dark Justice? <laughs> Isn't that her internal monologue? She's just sexy on the inside as well? Yeah, because she's just like, you know, she's just like, God, I'm keeping it tight. <laughs> she can say it outside or inside. I don't know what's better. <laughs> <laughs> I I definitely prefer her just talking up the the quality of her own ass as she walks up the hill. Well, yeah, because she's a bard and she's like encouraging herself. Yeah, give yourself a pep talk. Yeah, so she's a bard. She's a cheerleader from Silver Point University. However, she is on permanent detention, but she doesn't think it's her fault. If she was just acting out after the tragic death of her parents. Anyway, she has a bedazzled rapier on it. Uh, she doesn't really know how to use it. She just thought it was cool and then asked um, this girl on Etsy to bedazzle it for her. <laughs> ye old Etsy. Awesome. It's- yeah, ye old Etsy. <laughs> it's a shack. It just says ye old Etsy on the outside and you have to pay the wizard a piece of silver to see their wares. Yeah, and it changes colors based on my outfit. Let me have that, Austin. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And she is chaotic neutral or appears to be and has long black hair and uh, is wearing a very glossy red lip right now. Because it has to like pop from her all white outfit. Otherwise, it's going to look too the same. That makes sense. Based, chill, or cringe? Um, based. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I like balanced as all things should be. Now, uh, I think that when you did the bard, you used the template from the recent Strixhaven book, which gave you the Silver Quill College. That is a canonical thing in the Magic the Gathering setting. Do you want to keep that and we just say that's part of our universe, or do you want to be from Shard Point University? I thought I had checked off Shard Point, but I guess we did Silver Quill. Oops, now I've changed the universe. <laughs> I mean, we could just keep... Keep all the stats and be like, yes, this is the D- the dice funk place. <laughs> yeah, just say it's the dice funk place. Okay, yeah, I can't wait till Jace Bellerin shows up and you just kick the shit out of him. <laughs> nice. I don't know what that means. <laughs> it's fine. So Zana X A N A, you're a level one bard. Uh, you are. You said chaotic neutral is your alignment. Yes, it appears to be that way. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it appears to be that way, and your parents died mysterious. Don't worry about it. Uh, um, excuse me. They died in a really, really difficult situation for me, <laughs> and that made me act out, and I don't think the school was there to support me, and now I'm on permanent detention where my influence is limited. Why? Because I'm good at cheerleading, at inspiring people? I think that's stupid. Anyway, my thighs are going to be insane when we get there. <laughs> okay. Yes. Oh I'm, sh- oh, I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. But yeah, in the same way that Vimble was kind of sent away for being a uh, arrested development loser, you're on permanent detention because the new world is dangerous. There's a whole menagerie of untold new, uh, you know, poisonous plants, dangerous animals, uh, weather phenomena. It is, you know, genuinely very dangerous and difficult to go on this journey. Uh, so it is kind of a punishment to be sent here, uh, except for Juniper, who just really wants to learn and <laughs> experience things. That's fun. Look, I look. Look, sometimes sometimes you just want to get a, get, go to a place where there are no people, and the one thing I'm good at 
is all I have to do. And no one makes me do the other things that I am not good at. It's fine. I can just go do the thing I'm good at and not have to work and at it. And it's good. I can make friends with so many trees. <laughs> so your your bardic magic, Zana, is cheerleading based. So bards usually play musical instruments, but yours is literally encouraging other people and being a conventionally attractive half elf, I believe. Yes. Uh, con- more than conventionally, um, <laughs> beyond. All right, good enough. Th- thank you for clarifying. Like a goddess. <laughs> what is your spellcasting focus? What is the object you use to cast spells? Oh yeah, it was the war gong because I thought it was fun. Yes, oh, it's a gong. So you're, I guess, part of the cheerleading squad. Then you had a gong. I was like, are you gonna use like a baton or pom poms? And you hit me with a great left hook here. I love the idea of the war gong. <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> iridescent pink. Perfect. Um, what about your spellcasting focus, Juniper? Yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't really considered it, and I now need to. I, um, I need to decide what it, what it would be. Um. While you're thinking, uh, Vimble, what is your uh, main weapon? What is the what is the Vimble berry cheek flavor that you bring to fights? So um, I, I've got um uh, for like uh, like close combat, I've got um uh, two like short swords, and then for um uh, like distance, I have um, uh, darts, which you know basically batarangs. Yeah, so when you told me you wanted to use darts, I looked it up because I've seen darts in the D&D book, but no one ever uses darts. Here's a fun fact. Darts were historically one of the most powerful weapons in D&D. They were just balanced very strangely and that you could throw a million of them for just preposterous amounts of damage. They have tried to fix that in 5e, so they're not dominant anymore. But I, I went down this rabbit hole looking up like the historical use of darts in you know medieval combat. And like people were out there killing each other with darts. It's a real thing. They're not like little bar, you know, mm-hmm. billi- not billiards. They're not like little bar target darts. They're bigger than that. But yeah, batarangs essentially. Um, and we've flavored them so that you can use them close or far for rapier or throwing damage. So uh, yes. So for Juniper, I think the uh, spellcasting focus is just a tie-dyed pair of gardening gloves. Aww. <laughs> just, just, just nice little little garden gloves. Keep, keep, keep that. Keep, keep the little balls safe. I have little <laughs> oven mitts that are kitty paws, and so when I take things out of the oven, I have big paws. It's cute. Exactly. Just that. That's that's exactly where you should be picturing, but tie-dyed. I am once again asking for a picture of Austin in the kitty <laughs> paw oven mess. <laughs> All right. I need this in my life. Uh, so this is a real short squad: the Harangon and the Gnome, and also your goblin guides. Interesting to note that the goblins are the pre- predominant population of Mount Grendel. So it's a bunch of short people and then this stunning statuesque cheerleader who's just like, walking along talking about uh, how hot she's going to be when she gets up there and how, it's, how the work it's doing for the leg muscles. So that's a great visual. Thank you, everybody, for your for your work. <laughs> and, and the part of the wind, of course, played by Sophie. No, uh... <laughs> For, let's just say thank you i'm is, hoping for an oscar this 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 season yeah let's just say that sophie's name is in the opening credits but you don't see sophie in the, when the the, the party is assembled that's interesting huh Damn, mysterious i would like some credit to my bimbification in that i genuinely believed that for a full 30 seconds 
Incredible. Uh, <laughs> this has just been a full episode of bimbos and chuds. I love it. What is a chud? Like a, oh, subhuman? Uh... Cannibalistic humanoid underground dweller. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, yeah. Broke Dungeons and Dragons. Whoa, bimbos and chuds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's going to be sixth edition. It's just going to say bimbos and chuds, sixth edition. Oh, Christ oh, almighty. All right, so the party climbs the mountain, uh, mostly in silence. The wind is too brutal to even talk much over. It's just ruining my hair. A tour de force uh, performance. The Oscar buzz is audible even up here. Uh, and as you get to the summit, your guide wishes you well um, and heads back down. And you are left at the peak to cross over literally through a crack in the sky up into the new world. And the the camera shot I have on my mind is if you just think of like, you know, the Arizona desert or something and there's just like a hole and there's just this peak of this this snowy mountain sticking out and you're climbing up into it and it's just it's a very surreal experience of climbing a mountain and ending up in a new world but uh that's that's what the gods have given you this is their final gift it literally costs them their lives and uh you enter arabella and what do you say or do um so the whole way up this this mountain, um, you you said that like yeah, the weather was so bad it was difficult to even talk. I want to state that the whole way up, Juniper was attempting to talk to uh, plants, trees, etc. Not for any practical purpose, but to be pointing out that she could. Um, just 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 you know, being very like ah, look at me, I'm doing great. And the second that she goes through and sees this new world she just she just kind of shuts up for a second she's a little she's a little uh a little stunned by it all yeah zana vimble are you stunned the the site is extremely strange uh if you look at the sky above that's the thing that hits you first all the planets and stars and the moon everything seems way too close uh, the, uh, you know, astrophysics don't work the way you may expect here. Like they don't work in Arabella they, the way they work on earth for us recording this. Uh, everything is way too close and it's giving you like an overwhelming, you know, pit in your stomach as you see it. Oh my God, this is crazy. This is inspiring me for an inspo board. Uh, Vimble is just like sort of like uh, like sort of crouched down and like uh, like sort of like cool Batman pose. Like his like uh, his cloak is like fluttering like behind him as he just like um, pensively stares off into the distance. As you look into the distance, you see something very strange, which is in each cardinal direction there appears to be a completely different biome. Like you look in one direction, there's an ocean. You look in another direction, there's a jungle. You look in another direction, you see a small settlement where people have like set up shop. And it, it's in a way that if this had you know occurred naturally through the forces of you know nature, it would never be like this. But the gods were not uh, you know taking that stuff into consideration. I believe in a, a previous season, Sophie described it as they Minecraft it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
but that's something to know about uh, this new world is it was not created by people who had studied, uh, you know, environmental sciences their whole lives. It's a bunch of, you know, flawed. Uh, They're people with power they shouldn't have been trusted with sort of fumbling through. Yeah, it's just like what if a bunch of extremely powerful but flawed people just made a bunch of ecological decisions in desperation uh, at the end of, you know, existence. So uh, if if we were playing Call of Cthulhu, I'd have you roll for sanity right now, but <laughs> I'll, I'll just say it's a lot. And uh, Zana's Zana uh, channels the power of a beautiful white woman where there is no sense of danger any time and you just go and you assume people will cater to you. There's no fear. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Zana, you just start walking towards the settlement. You see a big sign that says, Welcome to Arabella. And uh, you just pass it, and there is a charming little uh, you could say it's a, a village, but it doesn't seem that permanent. It's like a lot of pop up little establishments. There's people walking, uh, I was going to say horses, but this is probably some kind of new animal the gods made for people here that is, uh, it fills the ecological niche of the horse, but it's not a horse. Uh, horse. I don't even know how you parse that. What? What, do you look, what does it look like? I said no horse. <laughs> okay. Well, here's a fun fact. I can. I, I can come up with a bunch of animals if you all would like. I think it would be more fun to come up with new animals together. Hell yeah. I like that. A Xlorp Black. It is half spider. It is spider shaped, but made of what looks like human flesh. Hang on. It's- this takes the ecological niche of the horse. <laughs> yeah, you wear- it's a giant spider shaped, but it's- it has skin like a human. Mm-hmm. And. E- each of its eight legs end with human hands. Yeah, they, they end with human hands. They're calloused properly. <laughs> Austin, what have you done? What have you done, Austin? You gave us control. But its head is the head of a baby. Yeah, no, it has no head. Oh. I think you can ride those in Morrowind. <laughs> <laughs> and like their skin is super soft. Like you get on, it's oh, like really yeah. soft skin. Okay, in my mind's eye, I was like, this is Deadwood. I'm just not going to say it's Deadwood. But now you've put these gross mammal spiders in it, so it's not Deadwood anymore. I don't know what it is. Um, no, it can still be Deadwood. Yeah. <laughs> just, with just horror Deadwood. Mammal spiders, they don't have any hair, just pink. Oh, God. Okay. Well, Alice <laughs> Spurgeon's like, cock-sucking mammal spiders or whatever. I've <laughs> I feel like the centaur is a less well-known Fallout New Vegas monster and less, and therefore less appreciated, but I'd like to give it a shout-out because of its similarity to what we're describing here. Yeah. Okay, in honor of the centaur, there'll be tentacles coming out of the front, Ooh. but nothing that compares to a face. Like, it comes out of a hole in the front, specifically. Yeah, and the tentacles are, they are tongues, so they are slimy. Yeah, and they are they're tongues. Kind of... They're like really leathery mm. tongues. Yeah. But you know, these creatures are very sweet and very affectionate, and they'll come right up to you and really want you to touch they them, want and to they'll cuddle. touch you. That's the, one of yeah, the prim- so primary needs is to cuddle. They run right up to Zana. They start asking for cuddles. She at first hates it, but then after a few tongue whips, she grows to like it. <laughs> <laughs> They're extremely affectionate and immediately want cuddles from anyone they see. All of their eight flesh arms... The end in human hands. 
Juniper is very overwhelmed and attempts to look for the first thing in sight that looks like a plant to ask whether this thing is safe. <laughs> Congratulations to whoever in the pool in the audience had uh, episode one for the first mention of tentacles. Uh, enjoy your money. <laughs> I'm sure that was uh, a low odds, though, because it's us. So, yeah, so J Juniper goes and finds something that probably, probably is a bush, looks like a bush. Um, and attempts to use, uh, speak with plants. And gets no response. Yes, uh, Laura, you and I talked about this before. An interesting thing about your character is, is as a druid, you love talking to plants, but because you're level one, you don't actually have speak with plants yet, but our our flavor for this is that you did have the correct magic to speak with the plants of the old world, but not with the plants of the new world. So it's going to take you a little bit of time to figure out that magic. That's like the yeah the Ludo narrative synergy. Yeah, here. The, the 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 narrative here being oh it's it's fine. This world's terrifying. It's fine. I've got the plants. The plants will be. The plants will be good company. The plants will be good. Oh no, I can't speak to the plants. Oh no. Ah. So there's this terrible mammal spider. Uh, that's what Zana's doing. Uh, Juniper, you're having a little bit of a freak out because the plants aren't responding. What's Vimble doing? Um, so, I mean, like, Vimble, um, you know, we were talking about, like, this world that's, like, you know, like, uh, created by, like, these, like, flawed beings who just, like, could do whatever they want. And so, like, I mean, he feels very at home because that just sounds like, you know, like, how, uh, his, what his parents do. Um, <laughs> and, uh, so, uh, Vimble is, like, um, uh, uh, he, he wants, he, like, uh, Vimble wants to, like, look into, like, uh, like, the town guard and, like, uh, uh, see if there's any, like, mysteries or crimes afoot. Okay, interesting. Why don't you roll, uh, survival to kind of do a survey of your surroundings yeah, yeah. in that manner? Um, I got a three. Oh, boy, that's bad. <laughs> uh, so, Azana, you're uh, interacting with this mammal. What was what was its name? You said a name, but it didn't stick in my mind because it was a it was a lot. Um, I I think I said something crazy and then I forgot what it was. Yeah, it was like Schlagglethorpe or something. It was like cuddle friend. Oh, God, it was good, too, because it just <laughs> came out of my mouth like so well. Uh -huh. and now I can't remember. It's on the recording. I can in post. I can move it up here. Sweet <laughs> or something. It was something like that. Look, it narratively makes sense that this overwhelming world. You named a thing and then forgot the name because there's a lot happening. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's actually an interesting thing because all these are undiscovered animals. So you're actually going to have naming rights to some of this stuff. That's what's really exciting. Um, I actually, ooh, this is a great time. We've we've discussed Juniper. You're an expert in plants. Are you a botanist or a biologist, like all around, or just plants? Uh, very specifically plants. Um, I think Juniper initially started trying to be a biologist and very quickly um, realised not not for her. Um, as anyone who listened to the end of season eight will know, not not a good f not a f fan of conversations with animals. And animals have got we weird weird aggressive personalities. Not not for her. She's here about the plants. Plants generally pretty chill. Stay in one place, get, get a big picture of things. Uh, so Juniper, the botanist, we discussed. Vimble, you're the cartographer. 
not to disparage cartography, which I'm sure is a real, you know, art and science, but it is kind of like, uh, you know, just go along and draw a map, honey. Please stop embarrassing us at the social functions. Uh, but we didn't discuss Zana. What is your specialty? Uh, what were you studying before you got big detention? Uh, psychology, allegedly. That's what you said. Yeah. So basically, you're here to study the effect of the new world on people. Uh, see how they're taking to the terrifying sky and the gross human skin spiders. So, yeah, there's like a lot of possibilities. People could start to hallucinate. They could start believe things that aren't true. So I'm here to keep everyone grounded <laughs> and centered and present. All right, you can believe me. I, I'm I'm now just picturing Juniper having a bit of a freak out by this bush and. Uh, just notes being taken about her from the such as like, oh, okay. Oh, is that, oh, is that how you're written? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so for the three, the consequence here uh, for the first role of the new season is Vimble uh, starts walking around and asking like, is there any crime? Do you have any <laughs> crime I could solve? Um, and uh, some people like everyone's like, no, what are you talking about? No, sorry. I have to go. You're, you're weird. Leave me alone. Uh, but there, you're clearly drawing some negative attention to the group. Um, you didn't botch. So it's not like I'm going to roll initiative on you right away. But the, the first impression you're making on this uh, community is not great to start off with. So I'll say that. Yeah, that's um, th- th- that's going to be a running theme with Thimble. Uh, uh, <laughs> what is are you suggesting that Batman the Gnome doesn't have amazing social skills for how to talk through problems? Oh, yeah, no, that's a that's a thing. It's uh, <laughs> well, he's gonna be. I think he's gonna be useful in like fights and if you're trying to like investigate things. Otherwise, uh, you're, there's gonna be some problems. Uh, Zana walks over to Juniper and says, "Juniper, baby, are you talking to a plant right now? Why?" Uh, um, I was, um, I, I was, I was trying, I was trying to, um, I just gotta get the dialect, it'll take me a minute, I'll, I'll, I'll be there. I'll, I'll, I'll get it. Uh, it seems like you're a little scared and you're asking the plant. What, what's going uh, on? Well, um, plants generally have a pretty good long-term picture of what is dangerous and what is not. They're very good at, uh, communicating communicating threats um generally generally they know what's up and and that seemed like the also if you ask a plant what's up and then there's usually very little bad they can do to you if they take the question badly they're usually a very safe person they're usually a very safe place to go for information if you don't know things yes they're helpless and uh to the whims of your power um so what did they say? Um, as as I said, uh, I've not quite got the dialect down. It's gonna take me a minute. You know, you know how it is sometimes. Someone saying saying words you know, but you don't recognize the words because the the word sounds different. It's 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 like that. It's 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 like that. Hey, don't worry. I understand. Normally, I'm really good with people, but I asked these idiots if there's any crime, and they all looked at me weird. It's a strange place, and we're all getting our bearings. Uh, yeah, yep. It's it's that's that's it. We're we're getting our bearings, and it's a strange place, and everyone's having that experience right now. 
Um, hello, does anyone have any like services or shelter? <laughs> hello? All right, so why don't you roll persuasion uh, right now, Zana, uh, to see about getting that information from the people milling about. 16. There we go. First great roll of the season. So uh, just once again, if this is your first time playing D&D, this is kind of the flow of it. We talk in character. We make narrative decisions, dialogue choices, and then we roll dice. And there's a, a full book you can buy from Wizards of the Coast that tells you what dice to roll. Uh, but basically, we're just going to say numbers. So 16 on that scale of 120 is very good. So when you ask that, I think uh, you know uh, an elf man uh, sees you uh, probably... Uh, you know. Hi, you're enough to talk to. You're attractive enough to talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was gonna say probably uh, doesn't immediately uh, make eye contact. Probably gets there eventually and says, uh, "Yeah, why don't you just go to the big building at the the end of this road right here at the end of the thoroughfare and just see about the job board." Um, I take my hand and shove it in his face and push him to the side and say, "Okay, bye." Wow. All right. <laughs> you push this elf man out of the way and start walking. Uh, so when you come into town, there's like one you know main road that all these wooden structures are built along either side of it. And you can see the biggest structure kind of at the end of this path. So you, you have no chance to get lost. The whole way along this road, as uh, the other two party members have been sort of abrasively approaching, Juniper is... Trying to be apologetic to the new people mainly because oh no I don't I don't know how they took that I don't know how to read that um uh, I'm 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 sorry I'm sorry everything is very new uh it's lovely to lovely lovely to meet you uh I know how to talk to people it's lovely to meet you and hopping off. Yeah, I, I think you're getting a lot of strange looks, partly from Vimble's failed role and par partially because of your character decision to be bad with people. Uh, but yeah, all, all these people here look, you know, they're covered in dirt. They're sweaty. Uh, they've been clearly working all day to try to eke out an existence in this place with no infrastructure. And they're not super amused with you. Uh, but when you get to the big building at the front here... Um, there's no signage or anything. There's a double door. You open it. <laughs> it's like a, a Western. You walk in and there's some tables in here. People are sitting around drinking. Um, and there's a board you can clearly see up by the uh, desk where the person who seems to be in charge, at least at the moment, uh, and this, this board has, uh, some stuff like fastened to it. Uh, probably just like pieces of parchment nailed to it. Hmm. Uh, what sort of things are pinned up on there? Uh, your basic uh, job board stuff, like uh, looking for farm work, uh, six months of you know uh, farming, help plowing fields, cutting down the, you know, clearing the land. There's someone who says they need someone to uh, capture a bunch of animals for livestock. There's someone who says they need a, a doctor for this settlement. A bunch of stuff that really isn't any of your skill sets. Um, you do see a couple of interesting ones. In fact, why don't you roll for me perception to see if you see the most interesting ones? Let's give this Ooh. one to Juniper who hasn't rolled uh, yet. Perception? Mm -hmm. I'm good at that. I'm good at perceiving things. Does Juniper need to be picked up to see the board or can they just no, jump? I, I, think, I think Juniper is like hopping up and like getting a quick read while in the air and then coming back down, I think is the... the the way that's this is the cutest done. thing I've ever heard in my life. Oh, that's I, not that's working. an eight. 
That's an eight. It's uh, sub subpar. Not terrible, but subpar. Yeah. So on your character sheet, the ability you have, Rabbit Hop, you mentioned you can jump. I just want to clarify for the audience. As a bonus action, you can jump a number of feet equal to five times your proficiency bonus, which at your current level is two. So you can just yeah. jump ten feet. As yep. a bonus action, at any time for our, our metric listeners, I don't uh, what that's t- so much. For, it's like a full three meters. Incredible! You can just fucking <laughs> fly. It's incredible. Yeah, and specifically, like um, on top of that, like things won't get an opportunity to attack me while I'm doing that. So, like, I can just like bounce out of out of spaces real quick and real safe. Got got, got good bounces. All right, with an eight on that perception roll, you don't see uh, maybe one of the more valuable jobs I had in mind here, but you do see on the floor as you come falling back to the earth after a big jump, a torn up scrap like has fallen off of the nail. um, And it says, um, Artificer Wanted. Austin, for anyone who's who's unaware, what's an artificer? Uh, Artificing is essentially technology magic. so that none of you are, are, are artificers necessarily, but it, it is a job here that is, uh, with your bad score that you notice, uh, it sticks out to you just because they're offering um, a lot of supplies. So to get up here, you had to basically give away like a lot of money. I mean, it's not a problem for Vimble necessarily. Your family is rich, but like you, you don't have currency. No, there is not an economy in the new world where you can go to like the bank and take out like a loan. It's a very uh, much a, a barter situation, a work situation. So you look at all these jobs and you're like, I can't agree to six months of farm work. I'm not going to try to capture this weird uh, venomous giant lizard here. Um, but I, you know, I do have a magical education. Let's see if this person, uh, I can fix their robot or whatever. You're like, I went to college. I'll, I'll see if I can... Uh, uh, Turn it off, turn it back on again, and see if it works. Um, uh, um, uh, uh, uh what, what was your, uh, what, uh, dark, dark, darkness, what's it, uh, what was, what was your, dark um, justice. Dark justice, sorry, uh, um, dark justice. Sorry, people forget it a lot, thank you, you for trying. You seem like the kind of person who would know about technology things <laughs> because you're rich and that probably means you have technology can you could you could do this job right for you you yeah yeah i've got i i i don't know if i have tinkerer's tools but i am trained in them so i think yeah Yes, uh, that's another thing. There's a bunch of proficiencies everyone has. Uh, so I will say for, for yours, you have uh, thieves tools, cartographers tools, and tinkerers tools. Uh, so this is kind of the, uh, yes, what your in is here. Uh, thieves tool, obviously you can pick locks and so forth. Cartographers tools, that's just your job. You're here to make a map of Arabella. Tinkerers tools is as, as a gnome, essentially, a thing you can get. You can make little gadgets. Um, this is just a weird synergy with uh, your Batman shtick because you were like oh what should i what race should i be you didn't come in with an idea and i was like there's literally a D species who makes little utility belt items and it's gnomes <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm mostly used to like you know making my darts or else you know um uh like giant statues well i guess for you they're kind of just regular size statues of like t-rexes or like pennies but i can definitely do um uh take a look at this 
All right, you look at this uh, piece of paper that's uh, fallen on the floor. It's probably more vellum than paper just for technology purposes. But on the back, it says like, you know, third building on the right. If <laughs> So like, it's it's very simple. There's not like, you know, numbered buildings here necessarily. Uh, and so you walk back out into the, the, the little village and you start going in that direction. A couple of things to note is one, the temperature here is really strange. It is so neutral in a way you've never felt before it seems to be magically okay <laughs> and that is literally what happened is the gods were like oh you know uh, temperature control for our lovely humans we or you know the people we leave behind but it's creeping you out because the, the sun which is really close and huge you feel like you should be burning up in fact you're probably still wearing your winter clothes and after a certain time you're like i we probably should shed some of these just because i'm getting sweaty from the clothes but zana uses her costume uh adventuring gear to change into a pink halter and a mini skirt uh Ginny, the whole way along this walk is like running her hands along the grass question mark trying to go like not not dried out ha- mm. the sun's not evaporating all of the liquid away from I- trying to trying to work out how these plants are okay yeah I, if you figure it out you'll be instantly become like one of the most famous botanists in recorded history so like right away you're like oh wow this is an incredible opportunity to figure out how the plants interact with this ecosystem. That's very exciting. Vimble, like, as he's walking, he's, like, trying to do, like, this sort of, like, aggro thing where he's, like, shoulder-checking people, except he, like, comes up to their, like, (laughs) knees or thighs, and so it's not really, like... (laughs) Oh, my God. He's nearly tripping them. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Juniper is very excitedly trying to relay all of this information. I think Juniper's already sort of flip-flopping a little bit from... Oh, oh god, the plants won't talk. It's like, yeah, the plants won't talk, but they're... Have you realised how weird the plants here are? It's amazing. Like, the, the stream of consciousness is beginning already. <laughs> the very excited battle. Can I use Minor Illusion on Juniper? <gasps> oh. Psychology student Zana, feel free. I can create a sound uh, and have it sound like anything I want. So I'm going to make it seem like Juniper heard the plants say something for a second. And what she's going to hear is, whoa, that girl in the hot pink top halter top, is seems she seems pretty cool. And then that's all. That's all she, they, she hears. Oh, my God. What? What? <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> I think Juniper is... What is look. it, Juniper? Did something happen? Juniper is torn because incredibly excited to have heard... Seemingly, I've heard plants talk. It was like a whisper, just barely. Uh, little, little excited by that. A little confused as to how it was able to happen because she'd stopped casting speak with plants. She was, she was like, okay, they're not talking. Okay, I'll try that later. Also, doesn't want to admit that the first thing she heard was about someone else and not her. She was really hoping the first thing would be hello hello rabbit person you're lovely was would be like you know the first thing they'd say uh, um i th- I'm, I'm 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 good i'm good i think i'm maybe i i i, I think i'm getting a grasp on things here i think i think maybe i don't know i think i think oh th- what happened oh i'm just feeling a little more 
comfortable here and like I have more of a sense of what is happening. This doesn't follow the, the rules at all of how things worked before and that means that I shouldn't be trying to think of it in the same way. I should be trying to think of it as its own fresh light and that's, you know, I'm, I'm getting there. Yeah, things are just so confusing up here. It just seems like all the rules are different and we can just make our own now. Wow, you <laughs> How am I supposed to make a villain when you've already have the best motivation? <laughs> Incredible. I I suppose so. Um Oh, anyway, can I can I tell you can I, can I I don't. I. I'm. I'm assuming that there's no traditional water system. Have you realized that? That that's probably there's probably no like rain rain cycle going with the plants. And juniper's just. Mmm. Water. Of course. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Water. It, talking without end. Mm. Water. <laughs> <laughs> so the group reaches a big wooden warehouse uh, where the the job offer told you to go. Uh, there are people coming in and out. You can just walk in the door behind somebody, um, and you see that there's a bunch of uh, big burly fellas, mostly dwarves and orcs, carrying you know crates of stuff. It seems to be uh, mostly lumber from surrounding forests and food. Uh, it's not a particularly complicated operation, it appears. Um, what do you do? You seem to be here to try to fix some kind of machine. Can I like figure out where the um like the person who I'm like supposed to go talk to is without like asking anyone like is there like any like obvious like indication of like who's sort of in charge uh i think what you want to do is roll insight on the situation uh, and i've uh so i get uh 13 all right yeah that is uh above average the 10 is the average here so with a 13 I think you look around and you see the you know who's in charge because they're the one not lifting. Uh, they're looking at like a ledger or something, and you're like the person doing the least amount of physical labor is in charge. I, okay, I want to um I want to like try and like use stealth to like blend into the shadows and then like Batman like appear from behind them and be like I'm here for the job. Incredible! Roll me stealth <laughs> to do a okay. fucking Commissioner Gordon <laughs> trick. Uh, okay, I get a twenty-one. My word. Yeah, you are a rogue, so you're extremely good at this. Uh, 21. Uh, this goes as well as possibly could. You want to paint me a picture, or are you just standing okay. behind this dwarf? And um, you just... I, like, I, like, dip into the shadows when no one's looking, and, like, you know, because I'm, like, short, I can sort of, like, blend in, like, among, like, the, like, people's feet. I, um, I, I scurry up sort of, like, um, um, some furniture and then like silently jump around and then I get like just behind the guy and um I'm like I have like my like uh cape sort of drawn shut and so uh I just like whisper in his ear I'm here for the job uh and this dwarf who's looking at this ledger just jumps like oh fuck oh shit oh fucking piss I didn't see there mate what the fuck sneak up on me like that shorty fuck you think you're doing anyway you're here for the job that's right all right well it doesn't pay much not that gold is worth anything here but you can have a couple of packs of food and some some water skins and so forth if you're trying to go out and start your own little village is that enough uh, yeah a good deed is its own reward oh well, i don't pay you if that's <laughs> the truth <laughs> i mean i yeah i don't need the money whatever <laughs> Juniper, Santa, do you step in because you need these supplies? Yeah, Ju Juniper steps in and goes, 
uh, sorry, uh, for the brash approach. Um, uh, um, my, my colleague here is, uh, good with, uh, tools and, and techie, gadgety, what, what's it stuff. And I am happy to help have a look. I, uh, can't imagine that wiring is that different from a root system. So I think <laughs> between us, we've got this probably. Well, I don't need your whole life story there, sweetie. Uh, there's just a little fucking broken thing over there. P- the dwarf points into the corner where there seems to be some kind of, it almost looks like a person at first. It's humanoid at least. Um, and just says, uh, we had it working around the clock and suddenly it just stopped. So I don't think he even has wires, but if you can get it working again, I'll give you enough to survive like a week out in the in the mysterious beyond. If not, you know, you can always find work on the farm. Um, no, I can take a look. Uh, Sophie, what what is uh, Vimble taking a look at? Oh my god. Vimble's taking a look at a, um, a statue. Um, but the statue is, um, actually me. Holy shit. What a twist. <laughs> what? Um, oh, but m- fuck. me, in this case, is my character, who is um, a, a warlock. Should I go into my character sheet a little bit? Absolutely. Tell me everything. Sure. So I'm a Goliath warlock, but it's like, that's, I just, that's what, we, that's what we have down to communicate that I am like an animated statue. Uh, I'm somewhat like the golem of Jewish folklore, um, but like, the point is, I'm sort of a, a little a little person who's been brought to life, made out of, you know, like, mud, maybe, maybe like stone, I don't know. Whatever you really like, and sort of. Uh, um, <laughs> we use the stats for the Goliath, which is like a half giant. But what? Uh, yeah. What is the? Uh, what like if someone asks you what you call your kind of self? What, what would you say? Would you say construct or statue? Um, I would be inclined to say homunculus, which is because in uh, the, the Hellboy comics, there's a character called Roger who they. Call a homunculus. Oh, hell yeah. Who's made out of, like, mud and herbs and dirt and stones. Uh, and he, he's like a living statue. And that's very much where I got the inspiration for this type of thing from. So, I would say a homunculus. I will say, homunculi are a completely different thing in D&D. And as I'm showing, showing in the role <laughs> 20, we have one coming up, so... Ah, shit. Well, golems are kind of usually use blood or some sort of body fluid. And homunculus, you ever watch those videos of that guy who was pretending to make homunculi by putting his semen into chicken eggs? Uh-huh. Mari, um, do you no, hear yourself? I, um, <laughs> no, can, can you tell me about this this guy? I want to like just like. <laughs> <laughs> There was like some like these YouTube videos of this guy just making like fake homunculi, but he was like, "Yeah, I'm taking." He would like make it look really sciencey. <laughs> take like this white goo out of a vial and like put it in a syringe, and then put the syringe into a chicken egg, and then be like, "Look, I created like a homunculus," and they'd be like these little like monsters, and they would like spit things, and then you'd like kill them with a book and stuff. It was on YouTube. Oh I, I just had a quick look. Yeah, there was a Russian person who faked making homunculi out of semen and chicken eggs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I I'm not lying this is great because we're going to have we're going to be in conversation this season with the concept of homunculi I already have something planned so okay. all right, but all right. a golem well, is made out of like I'm glad I, blood and sorry I'm glad I brought it up but uh, then 
I think in a pinch I would call this type of thing a new one. <laughs> All right, sick. Um, yeah, we, we also talked, I guess, just for posterity about golems, and you thought, uh, you know, it is because it is a Jewish uh, mytho- mythological concept that it was not appropriate yeah. for the situation. D&D does not share your thoughts. They, they are chock-a-block <laughs> with golems. Yeah. Gary Gygax yeah. did not for a yeah. moment <laughs> stop Oh, wow. Gary Gygax, culturally insensitive? I am shocked. I am shook right now. Um, but yeah, no, I, I would I would call them new ones. All right, tell me about your new one. Uh, sure, I will. Um, so I'm a, a level one warlock, and um, physically uh, what you're looking at is just a very androgynous uh, statue. Um, like, I, I have a picture of Michelangelo's David for my D&D Beyond profile picture, but, like, imagine if David had no junk and could easily be read either as a man or a woman. And um, I've only got a couple of little spells. I had it kind of decked out. Uh, we, we were going to go higher level, and we've gone back down to level one. And when I had it before, I was kind of like, my, the way I figured it all out was like, this person has all these abilities they don't know about. Kind of like the Iron Giant. Like, um, they got a load of spells that they were kind of given. Because the point is they've been made. So that's why you brought up construct, right? Mm-hmm. Like this is a new kind of thing, um, and there's a lot of mystery about that that we will explore. Is is yeah. exactly the point. So I don't think I'll say much more. Um, cr- uh, based chill cringe. We will find out. To be determined. Yep. <laughs> uh, level one warlock, um, and then you ha- you do have some magic here. So do you have a spellcasting focus? Yeah, so actually my character is powered by uh, like a like a glowing uh, crystal. I imagine it glows purple, um, and it's kind of slots into the back. All right, sick. Uh, so this there's this statue in the corner. Vimble, the dwarf person in charge here, points you towards it and goes back to whatever accounts they were looking at. Um, okay, sorry. How do I roll for Tinkerer's Tools? Uh, so you're proficient. Your proficiency bonus is two. So you'll roll, uh, actually, well, you can also add a skill here. Let's say a sleight of hand plus proficiency. Oh, yeah. So uh, uh, 23. Getting those good early season rolls. <laughs> this works as well as it possibly could. Paint me a picture. Um, I, I'm like, um, yeah, I have like a, 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 a souped up uh, body pillow at home that um, <laughs> you know, I can sort of... <laughs> And sort of draw some, um, uh, uh, I sort of know the ins and outs of this type of stuff. Um, and so, yeah, I just, um, I, j- I just get tinkering away. Um, yeah, I've like, um, uh, uh, j- yeah, j- j- just real tinkering stuff, you know? Um, uh, <laughs> y- you know how tinkerers be, just tinkering. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, if, if if you're powered by like a little gem in your back, I imagine you could pull that out and like look around the slot. Yeah, and... yeah. I like uh, I like wipe it off and then like put it back in. I'm like you just um... blow it like a cartridge from a fucking <laughs> yes! snes. Like yeah, you just... yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, oh no, no, God. no. I would know that that actually is bad for it and have like liquid air, like I'm back or like a can of ah! air, like I'm back on your like guy. bat on your like bat tool belt. <laughs> yeah, you have, yeah, you yeah, just yeah. have compressed air. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. Oh fuck, that's good. All right, Sophie. <laughs> <sighs> uh, the statue jerks to life. 
and and uh, looks around, looking very shocked. Oh hell, you fixed it already. Oh, <laughs> well, hello, uh, friend. Hello, how, how are you, how are you doing up there? Oh, hello. Uh, who who are you? Oh, um, I'm 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 Juniper. Uh, uh, friends call me Juni. Um. I'm I'm here with uh, th- these t- these two have come on a uh, research journey. I think you're big and strong, and you should join us. Rolling persuasion. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So <laughs> traditionally, we don't roll uh, things like that on other player characters because you don't want to take away the agency <laughs> of another person you're at the table with. But I mean, <laughs> I mean, we can we can talk about it between Sophie and Mari. No, I don't want to. Do that. <laughs> okay. I'm open. I'm open to being persuaded. <laughs> So I see you were just born. First of all, I'm amazing, and you should join our group. So get in the car, loser. <laughs> Are you rolling on that? That's great. Yeah, I'm gonna roll on that, and hopefully that goes well. <laughs> Twenty-four. <laughs> oh, holy shit! <laughs> well, the dice have spoken. And I go, uh, oh, okay, let's do that. <laughs> oh no! What's a car? <laughs> Uh, the dwarf says, hey, hey, easy with that. It picks up cues and social stuff real easy. You got to be a little bit more neutral in your tone there, lady. Um, don't tell me what to do, you small little thing. <laughs> uh, so, so sometimes the dice will just tell the story for us, and I very much like that our two most confident party members have been r- rolled in with just like, Big numbers right off the start. Hello, <laughs> Rabbit. He's like, "Oh no, everything's overwhelming. No good rolls. Not allowed good rolls. You're too overwhelmed for that." Perfect. Thank you, dice. Oh my god. The dwarf, uh, you know, motions to somebody to bring him a couple of packs full of travel supplies, and you know, gets those ready. But when you you call him a uh, a little thing, he you can tell he's upset by that, and he he seems to be like holding his tongue about you know being rude, escalating with Xana. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a warehouse. Snorted. <laughs> it's a warehouse full of like orcs and dwarves moving heavy boxes, and you're you're a bunch of like academics, so he is not particularly <laughs> intimidated. I mean, I mean, I'd I'd be intimidated if I were them. I'd be look. I'm like six foot tall. I'd be scared if a Batman gnome came up at me. I'd be like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would be scared because I've had that nightmare, and I would think that all oh, my nightmares are coming from uh, life. <laughs> It's kind of like in um, GoldenEye, where you play as the short guy and you just slap people to death. <laughs> uh, yeah, the dwarf, the dwarf points at you, Sophie, your character, and uh, just says, "Get back to work. We got to move all the, all those pallets of sod over to the, the the field." You got it. Sure thing. <laughs> no, it's mine now. Am I? Oh no, look what you've done. You've confused it. I told you. The whole thing's tabula rasa. You can't be doing this. They're not it. Or are they? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, The statue looks between uh, the half-elf and the dwarf and goes, Am I it? Uh, um, am I? (laughs) Well, I want this thingy, and I'm taking it. <laughs> yeah? I'm being taken. 
Uh, the dwarf motions to a couple of larger looking uh, workers here as if to, you know, call for backup and says, I don't think so. You should take your packs and you should leave. Thanks for all your help. I, I, I feel, I feel like this is a really bad, uh, I feel like, I, I feel like this is a really bad way to start. We could just go. Um, there's a really cool tree over there we could go check out. Okay, well, Golem, remember, free will is real, is real, and free will is what I say, okay? Oh, look, it's got roots <laughs> at the top and branches at the bottom. That's strange. Let's go have a look. Oh, I am interested in this tree, though. <laughs> can I try and see if I can, like, notice anything, um, like, illegal or incriminating that the guy's doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you say that, because literally what is law in this place right now? Who administers it? Uh, a lot of questions we're going to be asking this season. Oh, I'm the law. <laughs> oh no! You did, oh no, Bat, Bat, Batman! I am the law. Oh no! Dark justice. Uh, I don't know what a bat is. <laughs> <laughs> can I? Can I do a magic spell? Two things: uh, roll perception to look around, and uh, the answer to "Can I do blank?" is always yes. <laughs> can Can I do investigation instead of perception, or is that? Uh, right, so right, investigation is more involved. It's like looking around, picking things up. The, there are guys here who look like they're going to hurt you. So, um, I rolled a 19 on perception. I rolled a 13. I rolled a 17. The group succeeds. So I think, uh, you know, Vimble, you're looking around for something. Um, and maybe you even say like, is there any crime we can use to our advantage here or something? <laughs> uh, Juniper, you actually got the much higher roll. Yeah. So you... I Oop. Yeah, I I think narratively, um, Juniper is much better at perceiving things when there are threats that need to be run away from because uh, prey animal instinct. Yeah, that's why her eyes are on the side. It's, yeah, it's real watership down hours about to go on here. Uh, <laughs> oh my! God. You notice there's like a bunch of big heavy boxes and big precarious stacks in here. You don't have to do anything now, but I would say a bunch of level one characters fighting people who are physically stronger is a dangerous uh, proposition. None of you are necessarily like experienced seasoned warriors, but if a couple of huge boxes full of stuff fell on a couple people, that would be to your advantage. I use silent image to make a duplicate of my new toy. Silent image is a spell we now need to read to the audience. You create an image of an object, creature, or some other visible phenomenon that is no larger than a 15-foot cube. Are you bigger than a 15-foot cube? <laughs> I'm always asking this. Oh, my God. Am I bigger than a 15-foot cube? <laughs> no, I can't imagine you are. No, of course not. All right. Well, then I make a duplicate of the golem because it's mine now and I want to have it. <laughs> and I'm going to try and steal it. So what, while this act of deception is occurring, um, Juniper is also preparing a spell. <laughs> um, Juniper is going to cast the level one spell, Earth Tremor. Oh. Uh, yeah. You cause a tremor in uh, in the ground within range. Uh, the range is like 10 foot. Uh, each creature other than you in that area has to make a dexterity saving throw. And if they fail, there's some damage. They'll get knocked down to the ground. And if the ground uh, 
in that area is loose earth or stone, it becomes difficult terrain. Now I'm going to suggest, you suggested things might fall down. Could I make some difficult terrain by maybe successfully making things fall off some shelves? Yeah, this is such a wild confluence of, of ideas here, because I was going to say, if you're trying to replace... Uh, Sophie's character with an identical duplicate, like they're going to see it there. That's going to be hard to fool them. But also if boxes are falling in the ground, just tremoring, uh, there's a, a, you know, a much higher chance of pulling some kind of switcheroo here. Reading silent, reading silent image, a creature that uses action to investigate can determine if the illusion is successful with investigation against spell save DC. So I'm going to have this dwarf roll investigation with disadvantage because of your tremor here. Uh, what is your spell save DC Zana? Oh, um, 13. Actually, Austin, what is, what is disadvantage? I don't think we've explained. Uh, disadvantage means roll twice and take the lower advantage means roll twice and take the higher. So he got a 13. That's the same. It's not higher. Oh, um, I, if you won't get it, I want to, uh, I don't think that the, uh, like, uh, these guys have done, the dwarves have done anything wrong. Uh, there's some, like, OSHA violations with the, um, uh, boxes, but I don't think that that should exist anyway. Uh, and private property is important, so I was going to, uh, (laughs) if he fails, tell him which one the silent image is. What? (laughs) <laughs> because that's justice you <laughs> yeah <laughs> use property i'm sorry sophie <laughs> oh fuck all right so zana you create a silent image an illusion uh your war gong glows i guess do you gong it or do you like you know bump it into a table or something so it does a note i just like very lightly tap it and, and another statue appears next to this one, and all the dwarves and, you know, orcs in the area are like, what the heck? And then the ground starts shaking, a box falls, you know, people dive out of the way, um, and at this point, uh, you can, like, grab one of the stat- the real statue and try to pull it out, but Vimble just says, they're taking the real one! <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. No, we're just taking the evil one, let's go, come on! <laughs> evil or good, it's their property. Um, excuse me, I didn't think that you believed in slavery. Let's go. I, I believe in pr- the sanctity of private property. <laughs> Am I private property? Oh, that goes against <laughs> my character, but I want to punch you. <laughs> <laughs> Sam is going to need to roll up a new character for episode two, because I think the rest of the group's going to stomp you out. <laughs> I'm extremely superficial and love material items. <laughs> uh... Oh my, because you're a rogue and you didn't roll particularly, uh, you're, you rolled, you know, medium and your constitution was your dump stat. You have four hit points. Uh, Zana could literally just kill you. <laughs> <laughs> With uh, it, by yelling at you. But <laughs> yeah, you have vicious mockery. You could tell him he's a bitch so hard he dies. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> there's a better way of doing this. Let's investigate them and find out if they're doing something shady. Then we can confiscate it. How about this? I definitely think they're doing something illegal, for real. Yeah, I agree. We have to come back at night to prove it, though. 
what illegal what osha what <laughs> there's nothing this is okay no this is interesting because i i like that your mindsets are still stuck in you know statism which is just not a thing at this point <laughs> uh but let's let's resolve this because uh junie you put your you know your your colorful glo- uh, uh, uh gloves on the ground you just like touch the ground and the power flows from you and the, the whole place starts shaking boxes are falling there's like a you know a, an industrial avalanche situation here uh, do you run? Do you stop once Vimble, uh, you know, says what he says? What, what's the? I'm trying to picture this. Is this a chase? Is this a? Is this? Are you caught? So, I I think the situation is is that um, Junie has got magical gloved hands on the ground, doing the sort of um, back foot rabbit, sort of like thumping them on the floor. Oh yeah. Uh, to sort of channel the uh, the 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 earth tremor, and I think what. Juniper's waiting for is to see what everyone else's instinct is because Junie's ready to leap away at high speed and just get away from this bad, dangerous situation, but does not wish to do so alone. Um, I was being pulled by uh, by Zana, so um, most of all I did was just I'm looking around, still very confused, and I said to Vimble. Uh, my private property. <laughs> For now. The 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 illusion of you, your your illusory duplicate looks at you, uh, and there's <laughs> just a very unsettling moment of you, <laughs> this blank slate, looking at another you, and f- I don't know. Fall- I, I I have to assume you mean unsettling for everyone else because I wouldn't have I would not know <laughs> I have no frame of reference for whether this is unsettling. Quickly, big statue, realize self actualization and realize that you're not property. Let's go. <laughs> Roll persuasion on me, I guess. Okay. <laughs> Ten shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, this is this is really interesting. So uh, you try to talk the statue into coming with, and it doesn't. Wait, statue? Uh, has has, uh, has has have these guys been doing any like crimes or bad stuff? Or what are crimes? Uh, <laughs> not again! <laughs> we don't have time for this. Um, <laughs> Wait, where did they get you? I don't know. We're going to go learn what this world is. Do you want to come learn too? It seems like you're curious where you are. We don't know either. Come with. It seems like our goals are a lot and interests are aligned. Uh, so is the warehouse like chaotic and like shit's falling apart because of Juniper spells? Uh, yeah, I was kind of I was imagining kind of a bullet time situation so that you weren't feeling rushed to decide things. But if we if we're like getting back to normal time, like people will dust themselves off and like you know fix the situation. So it's a it's a short tremor. That's a it's not a very powerful spell you used. Um, if no one's gonna take advantage of it to like grab <laughs> Sophie's character and run, then yeah, then that's the danger is over. I think that uh, they look around all of the uh, the warehouse. Uh, and then they look out the door of the warehouse where there's other stuff that isn't like the stuff that's in the warehouse, i.e. boxes, orcs, and dwarves. Um, and they say, yeah, it looks fun out there. Let's go out there. Okay, cool. Um, at which point Junie is going to grab this 
robot's hand and start leaping. And there's no way Junie's actually going to be able to pull this robot along, but indicating let's move. If you start trying to pull the statue at the door, uh, some large men go towards the doors and close them in front of you. And people um, start make a semicircle around uh, your group. Um, Juniper's going to cast another spell. Uh-huh. This one's called Entangle. It's a bit of plant-based magic, this. Uh, weeds and vines sprout from the ground in a 20-foot square, um, turning the ground into difficult terrain. Um, creatures in the area have to succeed on a strength saving throw or be restrained by the plants. The hope here being that I can restrain the people trying to restrain us. And Alright, I'm going to make the strength... Save 19. Well, did not successfully uh, restrain, but difficult terrain. Yeah, I'm curious, Vimble, what is your response? Because you seem to not be psyched about the taking this person. No, I, I what? Well, <clears throat> um, I mean, I think, I think, wait, can I, um, can I, uh, uh, like, try and, like, in all this commotion, try and, like, stealth my way into, like, hiding and, like, blending into the shadows? Absolutely. <laughs> and then I, I want to do that, and then I, then I want to go and try and, like, find evidence of illegal activity and also a way out. Uh, I understand, like, illegal <laughs> activity by my standards. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, roll stealth for me. Okay, uh... Uh, so does slavery not count as illegal to you? Or? Um. Well, I mean, it, like, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's look, good, but it's not illegal. Look, look capitalist <laughs> vigilante probably wouldn't think twice about someone forced to do work they don't really want to do for someone else's benefit. Here's the thing about our show is we say like, oh, this is a comedy show. And then one episode in, I'm like, actually, through most of human history, slavery was legal. Uh, <laughs> so that's where we end up. All right. I got a 23 for uh, uh, stealth. 23 is incredible. So I think you melt into the shadows in this warehouse as all the workers and the boss gather around Juniper and Xana as they try to free this statue person who doesn't seem to know what to do. Statue, free yourself. Blue collar workers, sounds like there's some crime, Sam. <laughs> you found it. Yeah. <laughs> workers in a warehouse, um. get them. <laughs> well, wait, 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 wait. If they, uh, uh, if they're like, uh, threatening like my like friends, I mean, you know, the, like, uh, uh, blue collar workers, like threatening like some like, um, you know, uh, people who are more or less at my station in life? That's not okay. <laughs> I was say, they're unionizing. Get them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think, I think how this episode is going to end is uh, we're going to roll initiative and they're going to try to beat you. Um, if, if we're going to maybe die in here, um, do you, do you have a name? Do I, do I, do I have a name? I don't know. Do you? Dio. All right, Dio, you're not a piece of property. You're my property. Let's go. Come on, <laughs> fight your way out. <laughs> I saw a spark against the dark, and we erupt, but it's a slow burn. We take our chance and start to dance. Can see enough to know to turn around. The sound of a bonfire carries over fences, titillates our senses, but we don't need the heat. A chill wind is pushing.
feeling like we might be burning, might be burning, might be burning down. But we're a bonfire. We keep putting in. We keep putting in. Oh, we're a bonfire. I keep putting in. You keep putting in. I take your hand, but you demand a different love, a different touch. So off we go to burn below the candlelight.